Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. I am a professional football player, and I was in town to play the Dolphins. Thought I'd go hit up my old flame, Mary. If you're listening to This Film Is Not Yet Created, the film podcast where we make up our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm Chris Rebus, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Johnny. Hey, sorry I'm late, uh, but me and my friend Barney, we're going to hit the town in Viva Rock Vegas style. <laughs> and our guest this week is a very special friend of the show. He is a writer, director, actor, producer. If it involves theater, he's all about it. He is currently working as an associate producer at Ego Po Theater. And just before the pandemic, he directed a uh, buried child, a Sam Shepard play at Ego Po. He's also an amazing visual artist whose style I really connect with. I recommend checking him out. You can find out more at dayneister.com. Please welcome Day Neister. Hi, sorry I'm late. I got lost in the inner zone after some bad advice from a typewriter with a perky butthole and a literal dick-headed lizard man after accident. <laughs> and I accidentally killed my wife while high on bug powder. A big mess. <laughs> also based on a book, so... Oh, damn. What book is this? What book is this? <laughs> it's Naked Lunch. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Cronenberg Burroughs. <laughs> Dane, welcome. Today we are talking... The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> Dude. An accident of a movie that grew up. <laughs> oh my god. Tell us tell us a little bit about why we watched <laughs> the why <laughs> and Why indeed is the question. Um I uh remember as a kid, I don't know what the impetus was, but um my aunt took my sister and I uh, to see Rocky and Bullwinkle in theaters. And I remember leaving the theater and my aunt just didn't say anything. And we just all left silently. And I was like, <laughs> why is everyone so quiet? I had a great time. Um, fast forward to college uh, when DVDs were still a thing. Um, apparently DVDs aren't a thing anymore and it makes me really upset. But um, uh, We're just on Blu-ray now. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I loved my uh, those discount buckets at Target, oh, yeah. and what did I find? But Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I watch it like maybe once a year just to remind myself that there is hope with my career. <laughs> um, and I don't know; it just brings me such joy. It's just like I can't believe that Robert De Niro produced this. It is. It feels like like when you're watching it, it feels like such an earnest, fun movie mm-hmm. that everyone looked like they were having a ball make. Yeah. Um, you know, like even De Niro repeating his lines from Taxi Driver. Oh you know he God. wouldn't do that in any other movie, but he looked like he was having such a ball saying yeah. it and hamming it up with this big smile on his face. Yeah. Because um, like, yeah. I, I think the other actors were like, I think in, a, in an interview, Jason Alexander was even like, yeah, it's a paycheck. We don't need to talk about it. Um <laughs> And yeah. yeah, that surprises like, me. What, that's just pure fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Jason, because of all I'm, the other movies that you're known for. Sorry that you want to take that one off the list. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> take oh, it where you can get it. Greenspan, or whatever his name is. Um, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that movie, it was so much fun. Like, especially today where everything is so 
you know, intense. And even the movies yeah. are, aren't quite the same. Comedies aren't quite the same. Mm-hmm. They have a more of a serious tone about them all. And this is just like a classic slapstick. Yeah. Silly adventure. I, I loved, loved it. smells like the year 2000. I loved how <laughs> silly it was. More hopeful. How silly it was with, um, just like they didn't take anything seriously in, in any point in the plot. <laughs> Like, yes. like yes. they had me at there's, sir, there's a mole in the sea in the FBI or the White House <laughs> oh or whatever. God, yes. There was a mole in there. I was like, yes, this movie gets it. Then it went to the General Assembly line. Um, yes. You know, like all of it, like this movie didn't care about like the physics or the reality or whatever, how this worked. Uh-huh. Fuck it. Like they knew what they were doing. They were making a, a, cheesy cartoon movie that could take itself as little as like mm-hmm. li- little serious as possible can we also appreciate <laughs> the fact that randy quaid is in this and he plays yes. an authority figure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wouldn't happen today oh, um, <laughs> i'd love to ever none of this movie would happen today it was so no. perfect well that moment where keenan and kel are ragging on rocky uh-huh. and bullwinkle that they don't know what a fax machine is yeah like, yeah. what? <laughs> That's maybe the most dated reference in the movie. Because there isn't there isn't a lot of, like, current, modern, of the time no. pop culture references or anything. And a fax machine uh-uh. in your car? Like... Yeah, right. <laughs> you're college students, and you're just off fucking about looking <laughs> looking for America, and then, oh, shit, it's been here the whole time. Um, <laughs> let's give this moose my car. <laughs> like, what the, yeah, right. what the hell was that? A fax in the car? I didn't care. I didn't yeah. care. That was, they needed a car, and I, the writer couldn't figure out a good I love, way to get I love one. bits like that. The helicopter landing just for a porta yes. potty. The, the, the agents <laughs> of the travel company, like, swarming in on the car like a cop. Like, mm-hmm. it yep. was all of it. All, it, was, it was so good. The vegetable heads. The vegetable heads. Oh my god. Terrifying. Oh, I loved how silly this is. <laughs> and I feel like this is like as I was watching, I'm like, this is what we do every week with these sequels, like just, <laughs> just make reality like bending jokes out you know, meta jokes out of yeah. the, whatever has come from the, the source material, mm-hmm. you know? It was definitely a cartoon that happened to be filmed with real people. <laughs> like, like right down my favorite scene is they're they're running they're like driving down the highway and a safe falls out the sky and yeah. then they're throwing cartoon sticks of dynamite mm-hmm. <laughs> i just i can't uh, get enough of it there's so much to love about this movie i <laughs> um jonathan winters like showing up almost in every other cameo yeah unnecessary you can calm down sir (laughs) i loved um i loved their plan of how they were going to get them back into the cartoon world and it was so (laughs) extravagant it was let's (laughs) let's send an endowment to this college in bullwinkle's name and he'll get an honorary degree and we have the we we're gonna shoot him from the from the water tower and then they're like oh shit there is no water tower let's build one and, like 
<laughs> I was so uh, so proud uh, in that moment to be like, yeah, I love that a movie takes itself so not serious that it's doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just also I just think that the use of the Internet, because um, obviously in 2000, no one knew what right. the, like the actual potential of the Internet was like people could hypothesize but it was still this mysterious thing and the fact that bullwinkle could fact or email himself through the internet <laughs> to get from dc to new york in like yep. seconds like, oh my god uh, i if only. i used that plot point and ran with it in my trailer <laughs> oh i was thinking yes. about it i was thinking about it but... <laughs> oh I, um, I loved everything can... about this so, oh, go ahead Oh, I, no, was, I just wanted to also bring uh-huh. up the uh, the naughty elements of this movie. Like uh, this, oh, yeah. uh, I was watching like a whole bunch of shit on YouTube about like Rocky and Bullwinkle, and they even like the cartoons then were advertised for children, but they were like real adult mm-hmm. material for back in the fifties yeah. and sixties. And like when she took that hose and double pumped it. With we could we could hold oh we could eat popcorn with one hand and hold hands with the other squirt squirt like I one was like oh my god and that like uh-huh. that like uh, okay so th- that was one part the other part was I just imagined the other guard standing there just like all the all the like automatically being like inmate you put that you, you put that hose back in what are you doing spraying water on the ground. <laughs> um but with that double pump i i like to play this game on this podcast whenever we get like kids movies <laughs> so dane welcome to the new the new episode of is this really a kids movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, play, I play this game at home like, <laughs> Uh, my vote is uh, yes. It is still a kids movie. I don't know. It's more like a big kids movie. Yeah, it's for kids. It's for because like at, when this came out, two thousand one, nobody knew who Rocky and Bullwinkle were. At least like the target audience. So this was for the parents who knew Rocky mm-hmm. and Bullwinkle to share with their younger generation. There. Yeah, that's yeah. I I would say for that reason that maybe not a kids movie, but a family movie. Yeah, I I really see this as an adult movie that is disguised as a kids Mm -hmm. movie because the mentality is, look, you've taken your kids to these movies and all of these like kind of adaptations are garbage for parents to watch. So here's something enjoyable that is just passable for the kids to like. And then we can all go to the movies together. (laughs) And uh, I think that's a pretty good strategy. You know, because ultimately yeah. you want to you want to impress the people that are paying the money to see it. You know, right? That's true. Imagine being a parent in two thousand and getting stoned with your parent friends and making the kids <laughs> sit in the row in front of you, <laughs> and all the parents are just like droopy eyed, can't breathe. <laughs> Everybody comes out of the movie theater. The kids are like, that was the best movie ever. And then the parents are like, that was the best movie ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, 
Yeah, well, so one of the things that I really enjoyed about this movie was that the plot was basically just the plot from Batman Forever. <laughs> which is, <laughs> we'll, we'll turn the world into zombies with our TV and then take over the oh world. Oh my god. <laughs> this, and this movie, the first Tobey Maguire <laughs> Spider-Man, everybody steals from Batman Forever. Oh my so god. So that is what I wrote. Um, for my sequel, I wrote I wrote the sequel movie to the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, as if it were Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> mine is called Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, let's just dive into it. So, uh, I'll be doing all the stage directions, and I'll be playing the role of announcer. Okay. Right, Dane, you're going to be reading the roles of fearless leader, mm-hmm. Natasha, of course, Rocky, Karen. And that's it. Rocky's and then, hard. Right? Yeah. Cool. Well, unless Steve, you can do a better Rocky. I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I sure could try. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good Rocky. Um, maybe we should just have you guys switch roles then. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm Rocky <laughs> and he's Bullwinkle. So you you're, want, do you want me to take Bullwinkle? <laughs> yeah, you can be Bullwinkle. Let's just switch them all then. So, okay. uh, so Steve, you'll be fearless leader and Natasha and Rocky and Karen. Okay. So anything that says Dane. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Dane, just the opposite. You'll be playing Cop, Bullwinkle, Boris, and Alfred. We we getting trippy now. I'm ready. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on here, but um, there we hopefully go. we can keep it clear. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is the uh the trailer for Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> we uh open up on uh Fearless leader in internet prison. My name is Fearless Leader. Learn it well, for it is the chilling sound of your doom. Cut to the museum. Fearless Leader walks down some museum steps. This is the way the world could end. We see three cops huddled on their knees and begging. Please have mercy. Fearless Leader shoots an ice beam at the cops and freezes them. With ice! Cut to uh, a highway outside. Natasha eats a banana and throws the peel in the middle of the highway. With a slip! I peel bad for them. (laughs) Natasha opens the back of a truck to reveal it's entirely filled with bananas. They're in a bunch of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the woods, and Bullwinkle's antlers are stuck in a tree. Announcer. And the only one who can stop them... Would you help me out here? Can't do it alone. Rocky pulls hard on Bullwinkle's antlers, trying to free him. Cut to New York, like real-world New York. We see citizens going about their business and whatever else. Moose will watch his beloved real-world parish. Uh, A hand holds up a TV remote. The thumb is about to hit a button marked cancel. Cut back to the museum... Fearless leader points at Rocky and Bullwinkle. Get them goons! We see that the floor around the museum has been turned into ice and the Arizona Coyotes hockey team skates around, encircling the heroes. It's the hockey team from hell! No, Bullwinkle! They're from Phoenix! What did I say? (laughs) Cut to the parking lot somewhere. Fearless leader stands eating a snow cone in front of a Mr. Freeze stand. (laughs) Robert De Niro. It's no laughing matter. 
cut to a fancy <laughs> restaurant. Rocky and Bullwinkle sit at a fancy dinner table in a fancy restaurant. They wear fancy tuxedos. Bullwinkle Moose! I'm not the marrying kind. Sitting across from Bullwinkle is Karen Sympathy. I know you've had some wild times. Cut to train tracks. Rocky and Bullwinkle tied up as a speeding train approaches them. Cut back to the fancy restaurant. I can't be tied down. Back at the train tracks, Bullwinkle just stands up with Rocky attached and just walks off the train tracks. <laughs> Cut to the woods. Rocky's flying all around the world. Uh, all around the woods. Rocky Squirrel! Cut to an interior of a garage. Rocky and Bullwinkle stand looking at a Batmobile. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. <laughs> this is why Magilla Gorilla works alone. <laughs> <laughs> Karen stands on the sidewalk talking with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, that one actress from Coyote Ugly. Ready to save the world? Again? Title screen. Bullwinkle's antlers zoom toward us. A Joel Shoemaker film. Quick clip of Rocky flying. And then back to the title screen as Rocky's hat zooms toward us. Then cut to Boris carrying a one-ton weight up a mountain. Strength! Quick clip of a puck flying toward Bullwinkle, but Rocky flies up and takes the puck in the chest just in time. And courage! Cut to a hotel room. Karen, Rocky, and Bullwinkle stand in a circle. Partners! Honor! Karen and Rocky shake hands. Partners! And loyalty! Bullwinkle adds a hand uh, on top of theirs. Partners! title screen. The Moose Antlers and Aviator Cap come together to create a logo that looks like uh, you know what yep. it looks like. It looks like exactly that. Uh, <laughs> it all comes together. Quick cut to Alfred uh, from Batman. We're going to need a bigger cave. Back to the title screen. This time it's just the words spelled out. Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> it makes so much more sense directed by Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I really love, I love anything Batman Forever. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> for real. Oh my god! Oh, I'm just trying to think of that one actress from Coyote Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. I really just watched the um, the Batman and Robin trailer uh, <laughs> a couple times. I love the idea though of um, his antlers um, looking like the Batman logo. That's <laughs> that's so clever. <laughs> yeah, well, special super <sighs> secret vigilante bullwinkle. Um, seal do the <laughs> does seal do the song for this movie too? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. But oh. when he's on screen singing, he is a seal. <laughs> he's a seal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. oh man, now, now I'm, in, I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever do a rewrite? I hope you add this in of uh, Nicole Kidman just wearing a bed sheet standing out on the balcony. <laughs> And Bullwinkle comes in. <laughs> Baby! 
sleeping. Kiss from I love it. <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how I saw a sequel. It was really hard to think of what a sequel could possibly be. But once I, I, I figured out that it was just Batman mm-hmm. forever. Batman and Robin seemed like the next logical like, step. Like, uh-huh. like for real. Like when I was writing this, I was like, "Oh man, we we write stuff like this every week." <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how, how we're gonna make it, you know. But that was a Batman Forever. That's the answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm interested to hear your take, Steve. Yes, take us through I, yours. I have a trailer too. Uh, mine is called "The More Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle." <laughs> so if y'all pull up that. F- okay. Yeah. So here, mm-hmm. here we gotcha. go. Um, here, uh, so it's called the "The More Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle." This is set in, uh, like, right now. Actually, uh, that's when this movie would come out. Uh, okay, so um, here we go. Uh, the casting is Chris, you will be the stage directions, Boris and Anita, and then Dane, you will be Rocky, Natasha, and Karen. I will be na- narrator, Bullwinkle, and fearless leader. All right, so here cool. all we right. go. Uh, Chris, all the directions are in the are bold. <coughs> gotcha. Okay. The year is 2020. A pandemic has ravaged th- countries throughout the world. Social injustice issues are causing strife for every American. And most importantly, Hollywood is forced to halt the production and release of new movies. <laughs> Clips of movie theaters being closed down. You see images as movie theaters with wooden planks nailed to their doors say closed. An employee uh, signing, an employee sighing as he turns off the the popcorn machine and footage of people being physically thrown out of a movie theater. (laughs) With the nation in such great peril, two heroes will rise from the shadows and put evil Back in its rightful place. Those heroes? Who other than Rocky and Bullwinkle? Rocky and Bullwinkle stand in a deserted Times Square. Hey, where is everybody? The same place I'd rather be. At home watching Dancing with the Stars. Cue salsa music as Bullwinkle (laughs) starts dancing by himself. Oh, brother. This isn't gonna be easy. You're darn skippy this isn't going to be easy. Rocky and Bullwinkle aren't the only two to be brought back from the cartoon realm. Watch as fearless leader and your favorite goons, Boris and Natasha, take another crack at world domination. Fearless leader Boris and Natasha are in a war room bunker, plotting out their next attack. Fearless leader, how will we try to take over the world this time? We can't take over TV again because no one watches it, fearless leader. And why is that? Because no one watches TV anymore. Yes, fearless leader. Everyone watches shows and movies on internet now. Then we shall take over the world by taking over the internet. And we shall do it with this. 
Spiritless Leader holds up his phone and we see an app called Leader, spelled L-E-A-D-R. <laughs> we get the clips of people downloading the Leader app and they become zombified under the app's spell. We see a series of home screens of famous websites, Google, Facebook, Apple, all uh, with the front lettering and style of Leader app. Our heroes will once again call on the help of everyone's favorite FBI agent, Karen Sympathy, now the director of the FBI. She takes a spunky, abrasive young recruit under her wing, introducing FBI agent Anita Brake. Karen is played by the same actor from the first movie. Anita is played by Zendaya. Karen and Anita are walking down that long FBI room with countless cubicles on each side. I'm tired of getting the low-risk missions. Why can't you give me something juicy? Oh, with these two, things will get plenty juicy. (laughs) We see... (laughs) uh, uh, We see Bullwinkle halfway (laughs) in the bridge. He pulls out and we see that his face... Uh, he's face first in a watermelon. A poster on the watermelon reads, Property of Agent Anita Brake. Oh, you must be the new recruit. <laughs> Look at you, Karen, planning your... Bullwinkle spits out seeds on the floor. Seed? <laughs> Anita shakes her head as Karen shoulders and puts her head up. And goes, what are you going to do, Gesture? This time, the adventures will span across the world montage of Rocky and Bullwinkle in front of famous sites, such as taking a selfie in front of the Big Ben. Next, Bullwinkle wearing a beret and black and white striped shirt, eating a baguette at the Eiffel Tower. He drops the baguette, and Rocky flies down off screen to grab it, and then flies it back up to Bullwinkle. Next, Rocky is pushing his way through a crowd, calling for Bullwinkle. He gets to the front of the crowd, where he sees Bullwinkle wearing a shiny green Rio Carnival outfit as he dances in the parade. Watch as our heroes go from landmark to landmark, stopping crime in its tracks. We see Rocky and Bullwinkle in Egypt. Natasha and Boris on a platform above them. They drop a bomb as it falls near them. Bullwinkle steps off a two-by-four and it flings the bomb up up like a seesaw. Natasha and Boris stare at the returning bomb in fear as we cut to them flying through the air, crashing into each of the eye holes of the Sphinx. Cut to Rocky and Bullwinkle walking on the Great Wall of China. All right, one mile down, 13,170 to go. And there's no public transportation on this thing? Uh, not so great if you ask me. Did you like the meta jokes from the first one? Well, buckle in for this nonstop pop culture reference fest. Even Boris and Natasha get in on the fun. Boris returns to the bunker completely drenched in water. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst George Costanza reading I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Boris and Natasha are spying on Karen and Anita from a bush. We see Boris get smitten on Anita. Natasha hits his arm and says, Oh, what a bunch of bullshit. I have a much better body than she does. Don't worry, kids. Your parents definitely got those quotes. But don't forget the granddaddy of them all. Fearless Leader is sitting in a chair across from a tied-up Rocky and Bullwinkle. He leans in and says, There is a flip side to the coin. What if I got to put you down? (laughs) Just no matter what, 
You will not get in my way. We've been face to face. Yeah. But I, I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Jesus. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle look at each other with confused looks on their face. They pause for a second. Mm. Oh, that's the diner seed from Heat. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you kind of look like the guy from that silence. Now to witness the commencement of my master plan. You'll never get away with this. Oh, my dear boy. I already have. The many screens behind him change from the leader logo to the <laughs> Xfinity logo. <laughs> <laughs> the three villains laugh maniacally. <laughs> Rocky leans to Bullwinkle. I think we're going to need even more backup. Fade to black. Cue the Avengers theme song as we fade back into a shot of Rocky and Bullwinkle walking down a creepy hallway in a laboratory. They open a door and see Sherman holding a beaker. They look next to him and see a chair swivel around, revealing Mr. Peabody. Cut to all of them hiking up a mountain during a snowstorm. All four of them have long, scraggly winter beards as they trek towards a log, towards a lone log cabin atop the hill. Rocky knocks at the door. The blonde man with a similar beard opens up the door. The man's jaw drops, and then he turns and looks behind him. We see Dudley Do-Right's mounty uniform in a Batman-like clear case. To a barn door opening as all five of them trek out into the wilderness, backwards on Dudley's horse. MCU-style title card fades in as the music crescendos. It reads, The More Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Cut to black. Post-credit fade in on our three villains on a train. Moose and Squirrel has assembled a team and now they have become too powerful. How will we ever beat them now? It looks like they got some help. Now ask yourselves. Fearless leader pulls a lever on the train, stops sharply. They collect themselves and step out of the train. They see Snidely Whiplash looking sad as he stands over a tied-up damsel who was just inches away from the idle train. Cut to a close-up of Fearless leader. If they got some help, why can't we? Cut to black the end. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, bringing in Dudley, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much going on. Yeah, I love the that universe. Get everybody out of retirement. Here we go. <laughs> you can have Droopy Dog. Yeah. And uh, Underdog. That's smart. Like, why shouldn't there be, like, a... Was this Hanna-Barbera? Or, like, who was Rocky and Bullwinkle? No, no Rocky and Bullwinkle was, like, an NBC product. And I don't think Hanna-Barbera oh. was on any of... Any like NBC stuff? So like I'm a- the NBC universe. Yeah, the- <laughs> I just uh, I, you know like I'm like okay, so the Universal NBC. Yeah, universe. so NBC NBC <laughs> NBC has this has this property, but like they they had it for five seasons, then it gets canceled, and then like they randomly keep bringing back the characters. Like it was in a commercial 
on a like during a football game this past weekend um <laughs> just randomly both oh, wow. of them so i'm like damn how like they're gonna use these two characters like the only way that kids know about them now is either that commercial or they've been to the park and there's like a rocky and bullwinkle ride at universal or something that's wild could be well there's they did reboot the show right um it's on like netflix or something <laughs> oh is um, it <laughs> yeah know, like there's recent a, there's fairly a graphic recently. novel too oh wow <laughs> yeah it's super um, dark it's and gritty. i know <laughs> yeah right with. Filled with just as many puns yeah <laughs> god Lonely. Um, I thought, uh, like the second I saw him do, "Are you talking to me?" in in that movie, I was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely doing heat." Lord, <laughs> definitely gonna I'm, bring I'm that in. I'm almost ashamed that I don't have. Yeah, I, I wish I. Yeah, I'm like so jealous of that. Yeah, yeah, um, that was really, really funny. <laughs> Making yeah. making Jason Alexander have a him quote too. <laughs> yeah, love oh, everybody does. Uh, that Renee Russo was from Major League. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, uh, that, that was like the right. most notable quote I could find of hers. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, she was in. Uh, I was going to say she was in uh, Get Shorty, but I don't remember any of her her mm-hmm. lines from Get Shorty. Yeah. They were mostly just like reactionary. Mm-hmm. Like, who's this? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> Why don't you and the Shylock get out of my house, Harry? I don't know. Um, get Shorty. You're listening to the Get Shorty podcast, everybody. <laughs> Where we talk about how Actually, all, get shorty and say, <laughs> all, how all movies tie in to Get Shorty. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Six degrees of Get Shorty. Um, uh, there was there was one joke in that that I forgot um, <laughs> because this was the other thing I thought uh, when I was watching the movie, but I, I forgot to add in. Um, I w- <laughs> I wanted Fearless Leader to be like, "Stop talking, Squirrel! You're blocked!" and then hits the remote and he turns into a block. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, I get it. Yep. <laughs> That vegetable thing was so good. (laughs) It wasn't it. Carrot man terrified me. Well, the carrot guy, I think, is um, Doug Jones of Shape of Water Pan's Labyrinth fame. That was one of his. er That was one of his early films, um, which just makes me giggle. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, I I love everything. That's so good. (laughs) <laughs> wow okay my god uh, i gotta re- i'm gonna rewatch just the vegetable and, scene and get shorty <laughs> at the same time and well i mean how can you not um <clears throat> how I've... many removed from get shorty is doug jones no um um <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was so fun thank you steve uh dane go ahead and take us into your righty uh, they're getting progressively darker, and this is about to take a, a left, as we may have expected. Yeah. But um, uh, so my pitch is it's also a trailer. Um, three for three. It's Rocky and Bullwinkle. 
<laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle 2, Rockier and Bullwinklier. <laughs> <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> um, and so uh, pretty much the gist, in case my writing is not good and we can't pick it up from the actual trailer, um, is that uh, the the movie, did, or like them saving the world the first time was a commercial and critical um, <laughs> failure. So they go into an existential animated depression in Frostbite Falls um, and like drug addiction, uh, prostitution, like they're doing whatever they need to do to get by. Meanwhile, our our Potsylvanians are still stuck in stuck in the Internet, Um, but they're super woke now because they've had 20 years to read social media posts. Um, (laughs) And in a crazy spilled margarita scene. Uh, Hollywood and Karen Sympathy are pulled into the two-dimensional world where they all freak out, but then our Potsylvanian friends have to become the heroes and save Frostbite Falls from uh, um, from a totally obliterated Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, and so our cast list is, um, I'll read stage directions, uh, Bullwinkle and Natasha. Chris, if you could read narrator, fearless leader, and agent Karen Sympathy. Okay. And then Steve, you can have Rocky the Squirrel, Boris, and Danny DeVito. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And <laughs> I just hop right into narrator, so take right, it away, Chris. It. Okay. In the year two, wait, is this is this like their narrator from the movie, or is this like yeah. movie narrator? No, this is this is that guy. <laughs> okay, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, it could also in the year in two, the year two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, I should have done that in the year two thousand. This is my movie. <laughs> oh yeah, dang that. Right. Well, write it in now. Write it in now. Yeah, okay. in the year two thousand. Hey, what are you doing, pal? This is oh, my sorry, wrong studio. That's right. In the year 2000, a dastardly evil was unleashed onto the three-dimensional world. Flash of fearless leader, Boris, Natasha, and a random Potsylvanian extra who's having too good of a time. With the help of FBI agent Karen Sympathy, the most super of super animated heroes were able to intervene and save the day. Flash of Rocky and Bullwinkle jumping in the air, cheering. Hooray! Hooray! Unfortunately for them, their victory was met with critical and commercial oh, failure. Gosh. Oh, gee, Willikers. Fast forward 20 painful years, and Rocky and Bullwinkle have gotten rockier and Bullwinklier. We pan across Frostbite Falls, maybe some Green Day's playing. The trees are barren, small fires across the landscape. A rabbit gets shanked by an owl. Rocky throws back a handful of pills and washes it down with vodka. He begins to tie off his arm. Must feel something. Must feel Damn! <laughs> Bullwinkle stumbles it stumbles in with garish makeup, a hiked skirt, and ripped fishnets. Does this top make my rack look big? Bullwinkle, you're a moose. Of course, your rack is big. Rocky shoots up, 
No need to fall into stereotypes, Rocky. I'll be back late. Don't wait up. Meanwhile, our heroes, arch-nemesis, fearless leader, Boris Badenov, and Natasha Vitali are still trapped in the internet. And Robert De Niro, Jason Alexander, and Rene Russo are still trapped in their contract. It could be worse. No, it no, couldn't. It After 20 years of endless scrolling through millennial social media, these baddies have done a moral 180. As the kids like to say, they got woke. We're ready to turn over a new leaf and make the world a better place. As long as bombs are still part of deal. I don't think goody goodies use bomb. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Oh, fearless leader, played by Robert De Niro. Rocky is passed out on the floor as Bullwinkle is drinking a margarita while on a Zoom call with Agent Karen Sympathy. I worry about you, Bullwinkle. No need to worry about me, but Rocky could use some help. Rocky twitches on the floor. Fight me! Fight me, <laughs> Dudley Do-Do-Head! I dare you! <laughs> I've got this here margarita to keep me afloat. Mmm! Bullwinkle spills his margarita on the computer. Sparks fly. <laughs> this fall, the tables will turn, and the 3D world will flatten itself out. Crazy colors and swooshing sounds. Agent Karen's face is sucked into her computer. And fearless leader Boris and Natasha are sucked through the internet into a bright light. Blackout. Silence. POV shot. Maybe there's some cheesy heartbeat sound effects. Agent Karen Sympathy looks at her animated hands. I'm a cartoon. Agent Karen, you're mellowing my groove. Is that what the kids say? <laughs> Agent Karen looks out the window. Some heavy, it's the end of the world as we know it, starts playing. She's brought Hollywood with her to Frostbite Falls. Everyone in 2D, running around panicked. Bullwinkle takes a hit of a joint as Rocky does a line off the coffee table. They just gotta let go of that third dimension, baby. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Pottsylvanian villains look around from outside. What have Moose and Squirrel done in to Frostbite Falls? I thought we were the baddies. Boris, Natasha, it is up to us to save Frostbite Falls. This film has antics. This film has drama. This film has cameos. Meryl Streep, Johnny Depp, Emma Stone, Oprah, Pete Davidson, Al Pacino, Idris Elba, Kathleen Turner, Samuel L. Jackson, Steve Buscemi, (laughs) Jeff Daniels, Jeff Goldblum, and Danny DeVito as Baby New Year. Where, where, I'm 2021. Change my diaper. I made a stinky poopy. But let's be honest, this movie is mostly animated this time around because no actor wanted to actually do it. Most of our cameos are voiced by Frank Caliendo anyway. (laughs) Frank Caliendo in a recording booth waves at camera. Remember me? I'm from Mad TV. (laughs) Hello, Frank. Montage of action shots from movie. Agent Karen Sympathy diving through the air with a Tommy gun. Fearless leader throwing flower petals around Frostbite Falls. Boris and Natasha sip champagne and almost kiss. Bullwinkle shoots a bazooka as Rocky rides it, (laughs) foaming at the mouth. If I'm being totally honest with you. Frank Caliendo in a recording booth reading the narrator's lines. Oh boy. Um... (laughs) You can just do the narrator <laughs> voice. <laughs> this movie is going to get 
And again, most of us agreed because we need the money. Desperately. No one wants Rocky and Bullwinkle anymore, unless it's a raunchy and perverted and filthy smut, smut, smut! Bullwinkle finishes giving Fearless Leader a BJ in an alley. That'll be 25 (laughs) bucks, bub. So, you got kids? A rabid Rocky flies towards the camera. His foam spells out, Fall 2020. Let go of that third dimension. Fall 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a kid's movie. What are you talking about? It's amazing, kids' movie. It's indecided. That was that was great, dude. I love the list of the list of cameos. Just getting it out in the open. Oh my god! Just just trying. Well, they need everything they can get. Yeah, trying every tactic. Yeah, that was the other thing. in the movie like i watched the trailer again we did play a drinking I watched the game. trailer again for this movie and i was like wow they gave a lot of the ending away in that trailer <laughs> yeah there's nothing to hide yeah. there's nothing to hide <laughs> yeah um yeah that was perfect we watched this movie with uh <laughs> with tyler and tatum and made a drinking game where every time there was a cameo, you had to take a drink. Oh, God. Y'all must have been done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody could keep up quite with it. <laughs> there was I so would have known that, so uh, who was the guy who did three times? Like, uh, yeah. Th- oh, Jonathan yeah, Winters. Jonathan yeah. Winters. If I would have known that, like, <laughs> anytime you see Jonathan Winters, you have to finish your beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For real, um, yeah, and no, I, was I just perfect. like I love the idea of like they had a chance in the 3D world. Now everyone else has to suffer in the 2D world. Yes, um, yeah, I like I like I like taking it in that direction for the sequel. But what going... if like oh yeah, sorry, you keep you go no go for it. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like if physics followed the people though, like how cartoon physics followed Rocky and Bullwinkle to the 3D world. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't die. They could only get like flattened. But when humans are in frostbite falls, if they get a safe dropped on them, there's still like so much blood. <laughs> They're dead. <God> damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, I'll have my people talk to your people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, I really enjoyed. You really captured the voice of of all of them so well, especially <laughs> Natasha and Boris, uh, who I thought were going to play a bigger role in the movie than they did. They were For really real. mm-hmm. they were in like they were in a couple scenes, but they didn't really impact anything. No. Um, and yeah, like there was that scene where they went to Chicago. Yeah, they didn't in Chicago. They just went there so that Natasha and Boris could lose the helicopter. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> and they moved on right away. That that was like, I, I because right before that scene, they had shown uh, a bunch of cars, like an excessive amount of cop cars driving out to get, to get Karen. And like, I was just like, oh man, is this going to result in a um, in a Blues Brothers like homage to, to a bunch of I crashing cars, but you know, um, 
Oh, yeah. Well. Although it was cool that they used the exit, the LaSalle exit. <laughs> that was that was like mm-hmm. the one that we would mm-hmm. use every single weekend for the show. So <laughs> it's was, it's was cool to see that. What if they um? What if they only use Chicago in the movie because that's where they had to drop off the helicopter after the rental? <laughs> yeah. I could see that being a thing. Yeah. Hey, if they, they yeah. want to film one here now, I will throw my hat in for Boris. <laughs> well, yeah, this this takes place <laughs> yes. right now. I would shave um, my mm-hmm. mustache right now. <laughs> Ooh, you'd have to shave your that's eyebrows fine. too. He had some weird facial hair going on in that. I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah Uh, oh my goodness yeah this has been so much fun i really have enjoyed three trailers for a movie and i'm sad that we'll never see any of them but also can i can i just say (laughs) that like i i want to throw out our trailers as i think would be very uh a very well representation of these movies um but like i really feel and I, we were talking about it when we were watching the movie about how mm-hmm. I saw this trailer as a kid and had no interest in it because it looked like, like, by like that point I had learned that like, you know, these old, you know, properties getting thrown into a movie doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. And when I saw mm-hmm. that trailer, I was like, wow, that's a piece of garbage. And I stayed away from it completely. Yeah. But then watching the movie, like, I don't understand why they didn't just use the narrator and like use some of the, the jokes in that. And they had to resort to using, Mm -hmm. you know, some current uh, who wants to be a millionaire joke and getting jiggy with it. It's just like, come on. Like if you would have showed me the, there's a mole in the white house. Like I, I would have gone to see it then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you really saving it? Like (laughs) (laughs) if you would have just showed me a clip of a vegetable head, I would have been like, Whoa, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. Um, Cause that's what made the cartoon so good is like, it was just totally, um, not even just making fun of itself, but just shitting on its own face. Uh-huh. Um, with a huge smile on. <laughs> yeah. It's a disgusting thing to think about, but <laughs> <laughs> I saw it's, this in a video accurate, once. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Two cartoons, uh, one co- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bullwinkle! We're not. We don't have any cups. Um, <laughs> no, that was. I, I think. I think the movie represented the cartoon mm-hmm. well in a modern setting. Yeah, and I yeah. think that. I think that all three of these trailers do a great job of continuing that mm-hmm. and updating it to even the next thing beyond that. Yeah, I think twenty twenty is a good year for. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Bring them back. Yeah, I do too. Two Bring them back. 2000 was just a, a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, like, for real, like, I could definitely see, <laughs> no, I could see this, like, being a cartoon movie, like any other, like, the, you know, what, like, a, I don't know, trolls mm-hmm. and shit. Like, I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fun. It'd be cool, and it'd be an, it'd be a self referential change yeah. of pace. 
Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, so Dane, uh, thank you so much for sharing your trailer with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, this has been a blast. I'm so glad. Uh, before we head on out of here, do you have uh, any upcoming projects you'd like to plug or yeah, anything like that? I, um, so uh, the company I work with, uh, Ecopo Classic Theater in Philadelphia, we just announced our isolation season, which is all um, like we're, we're doing a lot of like radically uh, intimate productions through um, social distancing, uh, which is mm-hmm. super exciting. So our first piece is um, a piece based on the life and works of Emily Dickinson and its mail order. So uh, you just get letters and packages from Emily over the course of five weeks. Um, and then my piece, which will be virtually going up in December is a, uh, contemporary adaptation of Dostoevsky's notes from underground, but with a 21st century twist and perspective of, um, a black man in America. Um, and I'm collaborating with my good friend, Damian Wallace on that. Um, and then we're doing a super avant-garde Beckett piece at a window. It's seven minutes long and one audience member at a time comes up and watches through a window in the spring. And then in the late spring, we're doing a drive-in piece in the middle of an abandoned parking lot, Nocturne by Adam Rapp. Um, and you can find all of the information of how to subscribe on uh, egopo.org slash isolations. Um, and then my Instagrams are DM Eisler. <laughs> <laughs> and Eisler Art. <laughs> you have to shout or they won't hear you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I recommend <laughs> I recommend anyone anyone who's listening uh, to follow Dane on uh, those so- social media platforms because from time to time Dane will just put up some video or I know he used to a couple months ago put up some video uh-huh. and uh, like just start painting, start sketching and they are they're mm-hmm. really awesome. Like I'm looking at one right now that he made me for my birthday. Um, that's on my wall. Like we have more oh, in the right. house. I, every time we go over to your old place, uh, Tatum and Tyler's like, it's just, it's still got your pictures on it. So, uh, like an art that you mm-hmm. created. So I have a question because I didn't know that mm-hmm. you loved Rocky and Bullwinkle so much. And when are we going to see some <laughs> Dane inspired Rocky and Bullwinkle art? Oh, dude, I could get that. I could get that done by the end of the weekend. I'm down for that. You should do <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell God. you what, you make so some funny. Rocky and Bullwinkle art, and we'll make it the uh, the co- the cover, the poster for this episode. I'm so down. Uh, that is so, I'm putting that on my, t- on my to-do list. Cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, man. Well, that all sounds really interesting. You're isolation series over there that yeah it's gonna definitely be cool. gonna be checking that out yeah yeah and um i already follow you on social but i would recommend anyone else to as well what? there's always some good stuff up there um i could sit here and talk to you for more and more time about more and more old cartoons and uh, how we can just yes. enjoy them even more uh but i really i've got to be going i i see i'm a shylock i work for the mob collecting money and uh, i need to go to hollywood so that I can collect some money from some big-time Hollywood producer. But I think I might actually also get into the movie business 
mm. and um, convince the world's biggest star to be in my movie uh, and drive a minivan like I do. <laughs> oh, nice. That's interesting because I also got to run. Uh, I just got the signal. I got to go save <laughs> the day. Someone is, oh, it's Two-Face. He's trying to take a bank vault in a helicopter. <laughs> and what's that? Oh, no, there's a bank teller there. I got to go help him. And I, I like go in to help him. And then he's like, don't. And I'm like, why? And he's like, it's boiling acid. Oh my god. <laughs> you two have some uh, pretty uh, loaded nights ahead of you. Um, yeah, but it, it's all good. I've, I've got to run too. I've got to see a man child named Martin Short about a big red dog. <laughs> <laughs>